everybody, welcome back to episode 114 of Fish and Connor Saw a Movie. My name is Sack of Shit, but you can call me Connor, and with me as always is my favourite piece of fucking trash. Fish. It's me, Fish. It's Fish. We had to sw switch it around. Fish has a has a sore throat. Yes, so. I am. I'm a bit sick. I'm a bit sappy. I might, I might just be a little bit choked up after watching the film that we're about to review. So I'm in charge. I'm running the show today, fellas. So I'm the bloody mediator. Fish is the grumpy one. Fish has curly hair now. My hair's like orangey, brown, amber. I don't know what colour your hair is. It's like a... It's like a... It's like a Chestnut, I like to yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nice colour. You've got yeah. you've got a nice coloured beard and hair. Thanks, um, Thanks. Anyway, I, I saw a picture of you recently. It's getting long. You're looking a bit like a like a filthy hippie. It's great. Yeah, you yeah. know that's how I like to roll. Um, getting in touch I've with you. Got the Chris Pine look I'm trying to go for. It's not really working, but it just makes me look like a dirty hippie rather than a handsome Starfleet commander. You go for both. You do both. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Well, Connor, get, look, we're getting a bit sappy, aren't we? We've um, we've just got through doing a whole saga of romantic vampires, and we've come back to talk about probably one of the most famous, at least, romantic films of all time, and that is The Notebook. Yes, we have, and I mean, like, this was my suggestion as well. It really we had was. a dead week, and I said, "Well, which is starting to make me scared." Like, you were like, "We're actually suggesting it." Normally, it's other people, like, you know, oh, it'd be really funny. We'll make Fish and Corner watch, you know, this chick flick, and we're like, "Oh, we'll do it." Um, and then they tend to rate really well, so we're like, "Well, shit, we've got a bit of a dead space." Yeah. What are we gonna so do? Let's actually do it because we hate ourselves, and also like. You guys seem to really respond when we do romance films, so I thought, why not? Let's do it. Let's make the let's make the Notebook a podcast. I feel like out of all the films, the romance films, it's yeah, it's the cream of the crop. It's so the, yeah, it's the one that always comes up. It's uh, the number. Oh, well, well, I guess we're here to discuss if it's the best. Uh, yeah love story ever told um this isn't our first nicholas sparks movie though which is the, the funny thing this is our third third nicholas sparks film and it's his best one and we're doing it late so it's kind of the one that started it it started the the trend like and and that's something i, I want to talk about straight off the bat is that there's there's many many like you could tell this is nicholas sparks just in the way that they're sort of directed the way soft lighting edited soft lighting it's yeah it's like days of our lives sort of things going on yeah the same characters like they're almost the same stories really just with a little bit of a twist in there well let me chuck in your bloody plot synopsis before we get too far too far gone this old man's telling this old woman in a retirement home a story from a notebook. And the story is about uh, Noah and what's her name? Allie, Allison. So yeah. th they fall in love, some are love. She's rich, he's poor. The parents aren't okay with it. So she moves away. He goes to war. He comes back from war. Years and years pass. She ends up getting married, getting engaged. She fi he finds her again. They fall in love again. And then... He, she leaves her partner to stay with him. And then it turns out that the old couple are Noah and Ali, and that uh, Ali has dementia, which is why he's telling the story. And the reason he's telling the story is because every time he tells the story, a part of her comes back. And then at the end, they both, she, her dementia kind of goes away and they both remember who each other are. And what, in that moment of where they know who each other are, they die together in their sleep. And I fucking cried like a bitch. I genuinely, <laughs> like... Man, I was like, I was so okay the whole time. And just the moment there, like, that she knows him 
and they're sitting in that room and he's like, all right, well, let's, let's go together and they die together. I just fucking cried. I was like... It gotcha. Look, this film ticks all the, all the romance boxes. You've got old people. You've got uh, <laughs> World War II. You've got um, an affair. You've got uh, letters. You've got letters. a period... Well, yeah, let, like writing to like, each other. Yeah. You've got like a period piece. You've got fucking Ryan Gosling. You've got Rachel McAdams. Like, so what you're, got, what you're describing is a Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> the it's stereotypical just a, it's just romance a, film. Of it's the, just this romance film, like old people, someone dying, like everlasting love. They've everlasting lo- they've love, got through to being love. old. Yeah, yeah. Star-crossed lovers is what it is again. Like that's uh, it's the same. Anyway, and you've got an evil step step. Uh, you've got an evil in-law. You've got the evil yep, mother. Yep. As well. Yep. So it's well, all there. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are quite surprised to find that you have a heart, Conor McDuff. I'm surprised I have a heart, to be <laughs> honest. Like, I don't cry in anything. I uh, cried in... Have I cried in a movie that we reviewed? Um, you. I know you teared up in uh, Night at the Museum 3 when, oh, yeah, when we had now. Robin Williams, but that was Robin yeah. Williams' like, send-off, Farewell. which... You know, that was quite sweet of you. I was quite the touched. last thing. The last thing I recall crying in, like I, I bawled my eyes out watching Derek. Like I reckon I cried. I, I cried almost once an episode in Derek. But this, as a film, I think this is probably the, the one. I don't know. I didn't, and it wasn't like a lot of tears. It wasn't like I was blubbering. Just get you, just, get you a little bit. Just, a little, it just I, hits you in the heart. Oh, like I had it too. I was watching it yeah. with my girlfriend back. She, she tears up. She teared up a lot, and that kind of got me going. So, I um I I'm trying to think. I know that I spoke about uh, tearing up in a movie on the podcast, but I can't remember if it was something we reviewed. Bridge Bridge to Terabithia. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I, um, I've seen it, but I didn't cry. That got me when I yeah. first saw it. Holy crap, that got me. I was in the cinema, just like buckets coming out of my my <laughs> eyes. Anyway, uh, Inside Out, Inside Out. Oh yeah, dude! Inside Out, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. We both did. We both. I I feel like if we'd watched that together, we would have been like hugging each other, crying together. It would have been. It would have been like a sincere bonding moment for it both really of would us. Have. Is us bawling our eyes out together, <laughs> watching Inside Out. Inside um, Out, good movie. Well, I wanna I wanna bring up the first thing, which is probably I don't know the most important in a romance film, which is the romance between the the two main characters, um, which is Rachel McAdams, Ali, and Gosling's Noah. Yep. And I thought personally that it was fucking awesome and that they, like, I really believed that they were in love. I did. I did too. Um, I believed it more once they were in love. Like, I, the one, the one thing I will say about this movie is at the start, because, you know, like, a lot of these, these romance films are about the act of falling in love. Like, we just watched Twilight and, and the whole movie is the sexual tension between Edward and Bella, you know, and it's about them getting to the point where they're finally yeah. in love. Um, I found that that was really only a very small segment of this film because she was very, like, at the start of it, she's very like, oh, no. No, I want, go I want this yeah. scragamuffin. And, uh, <laughs> but she seems to be very convinced very easily. And that's, that was, that's my, my first negative that I'll throw at this, this I movie. See, it's funny, too, because I really like that, actually. I think... I think that was a part that I didn't need to see because I was well aware that these two were going to be together. And I thought that what they did was they literally were just like, well, this is how they do it. They, ju- they just jump straight into the story and they're in love. And one of the things I don't really like about a lot of romance films is that it takes fucking forever for things to happen because you've got to go through that period of like, 
oh, and they meet, and then, they're, and then they get together, and then they're in love. And in this, it's just like, he sees her, he's determined to get her, she's like playing hard to get, and then he gets her. And I believed it, and I thought it was nice. And the moment where they end up together, whether on the street, you know, and they're lying yeah. down, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, sweet, like, that's a good moment, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was well paced, funnily enough, because I didn't notice that it was quick, but I liked that it was so, so fast. Yeah, I'm kind of the other way. Like, I, I like the chase. I like the, the, mm. the, not so much the games, but like, I like seeing how. What I was really interested in was how he was going to convince her because she was so like, haha, no, sort of stuff at the start. And I feel yeah. like she just came around way too easily, which is a little bit disappointing. But once it's once it's going, and I, I'm sort of with you, like I know I know what this movie's about. This this is the second time I've seen. Have you seen this before? No. Nah. Yeah, this is the second time I watched it like years and years ago to impress a girl, and I remember actually liking it. So <laughs> it was. Uh, I knew I knew what it was kind of about. I knew it was about more of them being in love as opposed to falling in love. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I just wasn't expecting it to happen so quickly um so it kind of took me by surprise it's not like a huge deal because the moment that they are they do fall in love like under the the traffic lights and stuff is just like a really cool scene um really fun really like you you believe it you get you get in on you want you're on this these guys team you want them to go the, the whole distance from there i found from there though that um ryan gosling's character changed quite dramatically though like he was he came across so confident and so like positive and 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 he was he yeah. was sure of everything he wanted but as soon as they're kind of together he he changes a lot and it's kind of cool because like you need we want to see the weaknesses of our characters and stuff but i, I felt like it was a very harsh like boom like he you know he's meeting his dad and he's all embarrassed and he's all like i i just didn't expect that from the character straight away so, like, did you notice anything of that, or did it bother I, you at all? I thought I thought his character changed when he's alone and he becomes very quite. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. He, like when and she leaves, so you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which like is when, to be expected. But I didn't really think. I, I thought really it was he was his confidence kind of was still there, but because he got her, he's calm again. Because they say like he's just very upfront, and he kind of stays upfront. He's just pretty like, and I think it was because like. Um, Rachel McAdams' character is very talkative and very, like, she's the sort of bigger personality. I think that was the point they tried to get across is, like, you know, when they go to have sex the first time, she doesn't shut well, the fuck up. She's talking, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he's just like, fuck it, hell. And, like, I thought to myself that that's, that was sort of the point was his kind of confidence comes from believing in himself, whereas her nervousness comes from her inability to really do do whatever she wants, you know, because that's the whole point in the film is that he does whatever he wants and she doesn't the whole way through the film. Yeah, like she just no, doesn't and I agree. It. Like, it's, a, it, it's very much what these characters are supposed to be. Yeah. I just feel like the progression wasn't, wasn't as, as there. prevalent there for me. Um, yeah. And I think that's the main problem with this film. And it's not a huge problem because it's actually the structure of the film and, and what actually makes it quite charming. Because we've got the older version of Noah telling the story, like he's reading the story, it kind of comes across as a bit of a montage as opposed to, you know, I like... Uh, it does. A the full, summer love. Yeah, yeah. The and, summer well, it's a summer love thing. Off. The song, and that's a whole, mo- that's actually a montage. Like, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm talking like the whole story is like in, Do you feel, really? in particular scene. Like, it's not like a coherent, well, it is coherent, but it, I feel like it 
doesn't stop to let you really get yeah, as sucked into the story. You, it doesn't give you a moment, does it? Like it, it, no. it has these great scenes and shows you like, pl- like places of, in their lives, but it doesn't give you like a moment in time. No, um, and, and I, like, you know, I've got to keep relating this to Twilight because it's the latest romantic film that we've watched. Like, Twilight was all this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and it's all mm. in one story and it's all timed out in, in the way that you feel like you're there with them. Whereas we feel like we're with, like, even your your um, plot summary was all based around the older guys. Yeah. Which yeah. is what this is. And it's I'm, I'm kind of in two minds because I do like that. And I think it's a, a really fun way to tell a story. But um, the only downfall of it is that I don't feel like I get as sucked into the, the younger characters as I, I kind of want to. Because I do believe their romance. And I, and I like these people. And I want them to be together. And, and I, I just... I wish I got like the depth to their relationship that I get in the Twilight relationship. Um, does that make sense? No, I understand. I really do. Yeah. Um, and I think, I honestly though, like it, it, it didn't affect me while watching it, but in hindsight, yeah, it is. It is the pacing of it and the way it's kind of reflected isn't necessarily like conventional, and it also doesn't really give you yeah that moment in their relationship. It just kind of t- like he even says at one point, "That's what we do. We fight. Like that's who we are. We fight. I yell at you for being a pain in the ass, and yeah. you yell at me for being an arrogant son of a bitch." But when you watch the film, there's never really a moment he's an arrogant son of a bitch and she's a pain in the ass. No, like, yeah, they, that's oh, they that's one you, note I've got here is like they talk talk about yeah. fighting a lot but we don't really see it we see a bit of a and, montage of it yeah and i think that's probably the the bigger problem is like you see them being in love and making out and it's passion but you don't actually see what their relationship is do you you just see the yeah, fun of it i think and that's you're it told yeah. and you're told parts but again like what i gotta i gotta give props to the goz and mcadams because i fucking love them both yeah like they yeah. are two of the best and they bring the heat. Like, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, Nelly. Like, these two are into each other. Like <laughs> They I, want it, yeah. And there's a moment, one of my favorite moments is when they break up the first time and she's slapping him and slapping him and slapping him and he just starts slapping himself. Yeah. And, just look, yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, man, I, I wonder if that's improvised because that is a brilliant moment. Like, it's just such a good little bit. Mm. Um, and they really do, like, perform it well. Like, I believed it, you know? Like, I found it pretty believable, the two of them delivering what they did. And I think that's why I was so okay with um, when it wasn't conventional, when they didn't do these things, because like um, I'm watching two characters just, I, I don't know. It was, there was something so enticing about the two of them that kept me going. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, you know, look, it's justified for the way that this story is mm. told. Like you're not going to write down all the, if he's writing a little love story that he's going to read to his wife every, you know, every day to try and bring her back to him you're not going to be talking about the fighting all the time. Like, yeah, you're going to, have, you're going to mention the fact that they've broken up and that, you know, they come back together because that's what strengthened the relationship. But, like, you're not going to dwell on that no. crappy fight that we had. You're going, to talk, guy- you're going to talk about them being in love the whole time. So, again, it's justified, but mm. you just pointed out one of the best parts in the film where he's slapping himself while she's slapping him. Like, I wanted to see more of that. Yeah, I'm, exactly. like, so wanna- into it. Yeah. It's because the story is drama. That's what a story is. It's a story is two characters being in a situation they don't want to be in. And so when we're watching two characters be in love, we're kind of like, okay, like, I know, I get it. But can we, uh, can I see more of like the bad stuff, please? Um, yeah, but I will say like, it is fun watching them be in love as well. Like we get is. that summer love montage where they're, you know, they're dancing with his family. And then 
yeah. um, when they go to her family, like they're all pompous and like kind of assholes. And he's he's being upfront and honest. He like tells them exactly mm. how much money he's making, and they're just like kind of like. Oh. I'm, what sort of person says? Like clearly, this per- like this person that you've met is not earning a lot. Like yeah, not in your social social standing, and then you ask him. Um, how much you he ask makes. him how much you make like what sort of human what being a jerk. are you a jerk um, is what it does <laughs> what's that guy's name Henry is it Henry Cavill is that who's in it or was it was that Henry Cavill is that who it is I don't know it it's, might it's, have been I, I forget the name but I'm pretty sure it's let me let like me Superman um let me find out is that who it is Henry <laughs> I forget no I forget no it's not but I I need to know his name notebook what's the guy's name the notebook um, so like, I really liked him. And one of the things I really liked about him, like when you have like affairs in films and stuff and like, generally they're, they're pretty common. Oh, hold on. You're talking um, about the, the James Marsden, James, James Marsden. Marsden. No, but he wasn't at the, he wasn't at the dinner with them. No, 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 no. I'm That's not the guy who asked that. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just bringing him up. James um, Marsden, who was also in the other Nicholas Sparks movie we've reviewed. Yeah. The best of me. Yeah. Uh, which was dreadful. Um, but in this, <laughs> like one of the things I really liked was... He was a really nice person. Mm. Um, and I'm like, cheating in affairs are, are genuinely something that when they pop up in films and they're sort of seen as an okay thing to do, I'm pretty sort of disgusted because mm. they're not, ever. No. Um, but what I really liked was he was a nice guy, a really nice guy, did all the right things. And when he finds out, the conversation he has with Alison is real. It's an honest conversation. And he sits there and he's like, like, yeah, I could shoot him. I can go beat him up, but like, I'm not going to get you back. Like, I don't, I don't want to fight for you, man. Like, that's not, that's yeah. not how this works. And it's over. And I, I love that because I'm like, yeah, if they, if this is what's going to happen in the story, you're going to have these characters have an affair. I'm glad you didn't demonize the one person in this film who hasn't done a wrong thing yet. You know, mm. like that was really cool. And I really like that. And of course you want Noah and Ali to end up together. So you're, you're kind of happy it happens, but you know, I think I think it was just a point where I was quite I was quite glad they didn't go down that typical route of like this guy's got to come and bash Ryan Gosling up because that would have been annoying. You know? Yeah, which is what I feel like they did. Um, that sort of stuff happened in the Longest Ride. Yeah, where they the, make like the evil dad and um, they yeah. make him out to be a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I'm in two minds because I feel like it's such as like a staple of chick flick things like everyone's so nice and everything's so it's it's also easy i feel like it's almost too easy though it's um, always the girl by the way it's always the woman in romance films who flicks between the person they love and the person they're with it's mm. never the male if you've never ever noticed it's never the bloke that has two girls and he's cheating on one with the other like you know, I, I, I feel, feel like, like if, if you went that way, the guy would be super demonized, and the girls. Would yeah, the guy, the guy would like <laughs> as a douche because he's in control and men and misogyny and the patriarchy and whatever. But I love that it's a woman and everyone's just like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like yeah, whatever. You know, like <laughs> it's oh so she's true. But, yeah, you're right. dude. Like her, her partner, like she doesn't love her partner. Like it's it's okay. Like it's ugly, but it's okay. Mm. Don't be gross. Like just just appear safe for anyone out there who's thinking of cheating on their partner. You're a scumbag piece of shit. Don't do it. Don't. Thank you. Don't do it. It's not like cool. I, I think Fish and I have brought it up before. Like anytime affairs kind of pop up in films, it's definitely not something either of us are necessarily ever happy with. Like it's never a thing. 
I don't know. It's bottom of the barrel for me, to be honest. It really like, is. And it's it's something that really gets your blood boiling. And like, yeah. I... Like if you're you're a decent human being, it should get your blood boiling anyway. But um, I I just watched Secret Window the other day. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but nah. um, Johnny Depp gets cheated on by his wife and um, the husband that like she goes off with the you know the, the new lover and all this and, yeah. and the whole way through it, you're just like, man, I want that guy dead. <laughs> mm. Like what a piece of crap just coming in and breaking up relationships. I hate it. It's like, look, if you're thinking about cheating on your partner, break up with them because you don't want to be with them. Relationship anyway. advice with Fish yeah. and Connor. Fish and Connor, help your love. Um, yeah, no, um, it's, it, it is unbelievably frustrating. Like, but, and even in this film, I was like, ugh. But again, I really, like, I really like these two characters. So when it happened, I was like, mm, like it's pretty dog, but I'll go with it. You know, like well, it enhances the story. Yeah. And look, there's, there's, always, there's always a little bit more to the story and it's never mm. as, as clear cut. And like, there's usually a reason why people cheat. And, and like the big reason with her is she's come back to find... He, he built the house that he promised her that he was going to build. Mm. So that's like a really sweet thing. And she's been, you know, annoyed at him. She waited for what, like seven years, they said? And she's pissed because she didn't get any letters. But the fact was he sent 365 of them with, and her wench mother why kept them he, away. Why didn't she write to him? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, yeah. Like you know. what? I, I didn't, I haven't thought of that. Like if she was so concerned and she was so in love, why didn't she just say like, hey, I know we broke up, but I'm still like into you. Yeah, yeah. Or go back and see him. Like because it's on did, the man, she, it's the yeah, man's the job man to do it. She knew where he lived, but he didn't know have any idea where she yeah. was. Like she could have come back at any time. Uh, it's the man's yeah, job, whatever. fish. It's the man's job. You know. It's sort of like you know them coming back and then finding out about the letters and all that. Like there's, there's all these sweet things that like he's done. He's done the right thing, and 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 she's been like, oh, I've made a mistake. And yeah, I don't, I don't condone the cheating part of it. But like they were always supposed to be together. Like um, yeah. Now I've got a question about the mum though. Like she was yeah. keeping away all the all the the letters, and she's just being a real bitch the whole time. I felt like I can't really figure out what her motivation is. Like at first it was like, oh, he's not good enough for you. But then she does that little bit where she goes and shows, she goes and shows her the the dock walker, think- the the lumberjack dude who she could have been with, yeah. and that she still obviously swoons over. So was she giving Ellie the permission to go with Ryan Gosling no, then? Think, what was think, going on? So what happened was Ali called her out and said, what the hell? Like, you stole these letters. Yeah. That's a dog act. And, like, I think her mum's always had ulterior motives because from the beginning you've always thought it's because she doesn't want him being with a lower-class idiot. And then she's like, well, look, no, she's trying to justify her actions, basically. So she shows the lumberjack saying, this is what my life could have been. And I chose a higher end life. Like, I know the feeling you're going through. I understand. I've just been trying to protect you because she was clearly scared and, and useless and, and felt like she needed to do the same thing. I don't know. Mums do that, man. I've seen a lot of mums do that, especially with daughters. Like, mums do that where they're, like, unreasonable because they want their daughters to be doing the same stuff they did growing they up. They did. You know? uh, um, okay. And so, yeah. like, when she gives the letters back, it's, like, a very, like, I don't, like, you do whatever you want. Here's the letters, make your own choice. So I think it's very much in the middle where she kind of just wants her daughter to be happy. I think it was a revelation for both of them. I agree where it's like, man, like, you, you've been a real asshole this whole time and suddenly you're just, like, a nice person. But, um, well, it was mostly know. it was mostly confusing because she's rocked up to the house with the letters in the back of the car, yeah. but rocks up being a total wench 
being like, you got to come home and blah, blah, all this. And, you know, the police have been called or whatever. I, I can't remember exactly what happens there, but she's come in guns blazing, but had the, the letters in the car. So the revelation had already happened. She, you know, tied them up in a bow and was going to give them to her, but she was telling her not to be like, I'm, I don't know. I just couldn't figure out what, she yeah, wanted. that's true. She had the letters on her the whole time. Like, so what was her goal? What is going like, on? Yeah. yeah. So I, I was very confused. Like, I get it when she's just being a straight up bitch about things. She's been, you know, telling telling her that he's not good enough for her because, you know, these pe- these are people of wealth and he's, you know, a lower caliber to them, apparently. So she, like, yeah. they can't be together. But her, her mom then sees a little bit of what, you know, the fun that they used to have together when she was with her lumberjack. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it's very flaky. Very flaky. Yeah, it, it's definitely um, one, of the, one of the sillier parts of the film, I think. The other part that I didn't really um, agree with was the war thing. So they make Gosling go to war because every man goes to war. What a dream. Like, of course, Ryan Gosling's hip ticking all the period piece boxes. Yeah. So anyway, he goes to war. But... For one, war breaks you as a person and rebuilds you. And he's fighting in World War II. And there is historical evidence that people who come back from World War II are not okay. Like, PTSD is a real thing. In the film, yeah, he's a little bit of a recluse. But they never really bring it up. It's about war. It's because his dad dies and he's alone. Why Mm. on earth is it not a part of the film? Like, that was such a weird thing for me. I didn't want to see more of war. Like, I just wanted to, like, a bit of acknowledgement. Like, hey, this guy went to war and now he's pretty broken. And saw his best friend die Die. in front of him. Yeah. My God. I didn't even think about it. It's it's such a nothing. It's just like, oh, well, it's around that time. We better reference the war. Yeah. Also, whoever directed this, I don't know why you thought, okay, for a war scene, we need an extreme wide shot and we need planes dropping bombs like the budget would have shot through the roof for that one shot dude you could have put him in a trench like dug a hole in your backyard put him (laughs) in a trench and show your mate getting shot because that war scene is pathetic yeah there's some explosions and then his mate dies like you don't even know his mate dies he's just dead in in the in the snow i would have been totally fine if it's just them in a trench like and you see his mate die next to him in a trench like i don't know for me i was like that's a real excess and it doesn't bring me anything that's what i thought anyway it felt like the classic and i feel like we've seen seen something similar before anything anything actiony in these nicholas sparks movies is always subpar Dreadful. because they're not yeah. coming in to make an action film but they want to you know inject a bit of adrenaline yeah. in there so it's like yeah but it was like i don't know why the war thing wasn't like they just bring it up because he has money like that was it gives him like something to do for a few years and then he comes back and he's fine like when he gets back with ali he's just normal he's got a beard now and his hair's long <sighs> like i don't know for me there was no real justification and I was kind of almost a little insulted that they put a character in, in, in like, they, you put someone in the European front, you know, and then you, you take them out and you don't acknowledge that. That's a bit of an insult, I think, to well, a lot of people. Well, I guess the, the only, you know, in terms of story plot you know, story beats, it's like mm. to get him the money to be able to make that Yeah, house. and that's what I mean. Like, that's pathetic. Like, that's... If you could, you're going to yeah. do that, if you're going to put a character in that situation, you've got to acknowledge how broken they'd be after. You've got to. And I thought what was going to happen was he does the basic training and then the war ends. Like, I thought he was going to go in and before the fight happens, like, the war is over and he comes back. So it covers the years and he gets his GI money 
and also like his friend could have gone before him and died in the war and like he still could have been a, a like a full complete person yeah. but he goes and fights in the war and that war was messed up we all know how messed up that war was so i don't know if it was just... Um, it's a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, like they really, really could have delved pathetic. into that character. It's and the I, biggest part of the film. Like, it's the biggest thing that character does yeah. in the film. And they act like it's nothing. The, it's well, just, well um, I was going to say, the, the thing that they're telling us the biggest thing he did is build that house. That's... Yeah. yeah. So it's he a means to an end to build the house. Yeah. I don't agree with it either. I think it's just like I'm not. I'm not pissed about it. I feel like it's a missed mm. opportunity. If anything, like it's, they really, they really could have had some, you know, for lack of a better word, fun with that character by bringing yeah. in a PTSD on top of his broken heart. You know, like that's that's next level shit. I guess. I guess the last thing we can sort of talk about is the um, the older couple them as a, an older couple, like because that is pretty much what this this movie is really about is the fact that he reads to his wife every day mm. to get through her Alzheimer's and even if it's only for five minutes to be with her. And that is just incredibly touching. <laughs> that yeah, is, is so sweet. <laughs> I love the old couple. One of the only issues I have with the old couple is that Ryan Gosling, Gosling as an old man is significantly different to Ryan Gosling as a young like the, Noah is they're like two different people yeah like, I like where you see all the pictures of them yeah and that made and me like wonder a, like is that just like them sort of seeing themselves as, be- as beautiful people <laughs> because that's when, they, when they're telling the story yeah I don't know like you can give it whatever excuse you want but really they just didn't think about it because <laughs> like he's not the same person like he's real fun and like a little goofy and wacky whereas Ryan Gosling's just cool as hell all the time yeah like yeah. I don't know it was cute as hell and the concept of it was great and I think the way they executed it where they trickle down information is really nice. I'm aware of the story. Like, I knew the story beforehand. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I was just going to ask, did you know that nah, it was them? Yeah. And, like, yeah, it kind of gives it away when you're watching it. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I kind of would have guessed it from now, I think. But... Well, they definitely they definitely spoil it when hmm. the kids come because yeah. uh, he calls her... This is Mom. They say, this is Ellie and they're like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. Mom. Mom's a bit... Yeah, whatever. So it's like, oh... And like, you know what? Like, that's fine. And I really liked that they're giving you more because you kind of start understanding the characters more and look at it a bit differently. And yeah. But like, one of the things that, I don't know, the old people stuff was probably some of my favorite because it just hits me like where it hurts. Yeah. My heart. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it's so nice. And like the moment, like when I teared up when she remembers and they're dancing and he says, darling, and she freaks out and forgets everything again. Oh, and he just starts, and everyone has to come in. She gets sedated and he just starts crying. Like, I was like, oh my God, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. the struggle he would be going through. Oh, just imagine be- just like the, the woman that you've loved your entire life is doesn't yeah. recognize you. It's just terrifying. That's a terrifying thought. Like, and it's so well captured in this film. Yeah, and that's something that I think, I, I really, know. I really like his character as well. Like, the, the start at the start of the movie here, he's talking about like, I'm basically a nobody. Like nobody will remember my name. I'm just a common man, but I've loved somebody with, as with all my heart. And I feel like that, you know, makes me worth something. And yeah, I don't know. It really got to me. Like I really liked, and you know, like he didn't need to be in this, in this home. Like the kids are saying, oh, why don't you come away? And he's like, no, that's my sweetheart in there. Like wherever she is, I am like, that's just really cool. Like, it's it's rare it's rare to find stuff like that these days. Like I feel like I, you know, I know couples and I know stuff, but it's I, I'd like, 
I'd like to think that every, you know, every married couple, every person who's together now would stay together and be together forever. But like, it's unfortunately not the way the world is these days. Like nobody stays together. So to see a, a couple of people who are like completely yeah. utterly in love is just really nice. It is. And, and I really respect it. And I think it's really like of all the Nick Sparks films I've seen, this is the one that actually nails love. I think love is... Man, I've been having some really tough times lately, all to do with love. And honestly, love is the strongest drug. Like, it is unbelievable. And yeah. watching a film like this where they can execute it well really gives more believability to everything that the characters do. It um, does. And it's really hard to project mm. that. Like, we, we've spoke about it in other Nicholas Sparks films. Like, you can go back and listen to our reviews of Best of Me and The Longest Ride. And from what I remember in those movies, it just felt very forced. It, it felt does. very like, it oh, look, pretend. these people are in love and like there's no whatever. But this time around, besides the fact that I felt that it was a little bit quick, them falling in love, while they're in love, you completely believe it. And it's so hard to get. And especially for, you know, like guys like us, we, we don't really watch these sort of films. So we're going to come in being a little bit, you know, negative nancy about it being mm. like hmm, this lame stuff but if it can get through our barriers i feel like it's done a good job look one of the big things and i'll this is not something i bring up often as well one of the big things that really affected me with this film was that my um grandparents their relationship they got together when they were like 15 um mm. and not like knocked up at 15 they got together at 15 and got married and then had kids and lived and were in love and were literally together up until my grandfather passed away at the end of last year. And they were, they were inseparable. Like the two of them were like the, the, their relationship reminds me a lot about I was uh, like, wow, that's this, that's this movie. <laughs> um, it is. And like, I'm watching it and like, there's just a part of me that like is really, I think are connected to those characters because of that reason. And when they're lying in like that hospital bed, like it just like broke my heart. And I just was like, man, this is a really, really good, accurate representation of love because I've watched that moment. I've seen that moment, mm. you know, and I've seen exactly that, that point where those two people are like that and it just like shatters every part of you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was something that, that really affected me and I, could, I have a lot of respect for them for doing it right and for doing it in a believable way because I've seen that and I've seen that love and oh my God, is it not just the craziest thing to be with someone for that long is only something I think I can dream of. I'm a total slut at the moment, but man, like <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that appeals to me more than, than that. And so to do it well is a, is a massive feat. And it the is, ending in, yeah. And the ending in this film is beautiful. You know, then- It is. Them dying together in bed is, is so touching. They've lived a full life. They're both going to die anyway. They're, you know, you couldn't tie it up any nicer. Yeah. And it was nice that they died with, with her recognizing him. It was just yeah, really that, pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that. Like, that was such a great moment. It's films like this that really give you, when, like you said, an accurate representation of two people who are just all about each other. It's just nice to know that it can be a thing. Like, it's nice to know that your grandparents are these people. Like, that was, yeah. that's fantastic. Like, yeah. it's so sad to see how many, how many marriages end in divorce. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, especially in our modern age, like a relationship ne isn't necessarily like something people look at as with longevity. I don't even look at relationships with longevity, but to know that people out there exist and to know that, you know, there, there are people out there that still do that. It's awesome. 
It really is. It can be done. It can. We be all done. we all want it. You know, we all want it in the yeah. end. I think. Um, look, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, me too. This has been a nice conversation. I think we should move on to one of my favourite segments. Good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Fish, your voice is a little a little flat. You go first for this one. What's the good? Uh, the good is them feels. Them feels. It, it, this movie kicks you right in the heart, and, and it does it well. They know how to move you, and they did it well. That's my good. My good would be the love the two of them have together. I thought their chemistry was really great. I don't think I've seen a romance film with better chemistry. The bad. I would say... The bad to me is probably just the way that it's a little bit montagey because, like, I w- I'm not able to to really get in and connect as much as I can. Like, I know I know it because I can see it, and it's like you know when you see if you like you you probably saw it when looking at your grandparents. You know they're in love just by being with yeah. them, but you haven't been with them their entire life. You don't know their entire life Struggle. story, you know. Yeah. But I struggled to kind of connect with that as much as I would have really liked to. Um, so that's my bad. My bad, I think, would have to be sort of the, the difference in, in um, personality out of nowhere. I think that's probably my bad. Uh, yeah. The yeah, whole yeah. Rec- the recluse thing was uh, like, you know, clearly his character's a little broken and stuff, but he kind of changes significantly um, in his youth. And that was something I didn't really see as too crash hot, I think. The uh, ugly. The ugly. Okay, there's one scene I haven't, we haven't actually spoke about. It. I've, I've been, I was meaning to bring it up. But during like the summer love montage, there's a bit where they're like running out in the water and she starts talking about being a bird. Oh, yeah, God. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. She's like, tell me I'm a bird. And he's just kind of like, well, man, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. This, if this means I get in your pants, you know? So basically, I was like, what even is this scene? This doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. That's my yeah. ugly. Uh, my that ugly, she thinks my... she's a bird. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> my ugly is his, um, the war stuff. That's yeah. the... Nah, man. Like, I don't know. I talk about, like, I'm pretty passionate about war stuff, I've realised. Like, when we you talk, are. like, war's a big thing for me. Not like I love war. It's just... You're just interested in it. It's, it's, it's just, as an, as an aspect of, of human nature, war is one of the things, the most disgusting, like, things I think we do as a species. And to sort of, if you're going to acknowledge it and you're going to bring it up, especially one that has happened, a war that definitely has happened, and people are affected by it, you've got to do it right. And if you don't, that is a poor effort and it's a huge responsibility that you've put on yourself. And it's really insulting, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. Video games I play, do it well. Battlefield 1 literally like tries to stay historically accurate. Yeah. And they can't. It's a video game. Like a lot of what happens in that game isn't all right. And they still try. Like they still... They yeah. still try and make it like, should represent the war as hell, which is one of my favorite sayings when I play that game. Anything that bad happens in that game, like you're running down, all my friends, you're running down, you see someone like blow up next to you, everyone just goes war as hell. <laughs> it's the running gag. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was probably my ugly, I think. Mm. Let's wrap this puppy up. Look, I really liked it. It's probably the only romance film I've seen in a long time that I've been like, whoa, this is actually really good. I cried in it. I liked the chemistry. With the problems it had, they didn't necessarily affect the overall story because the overall story wasn't ever about war. It wasn't ever about these things. It was about their love, and that was cool. And it had a great ending. It hits all the soft spots. I mean, some of them are cheap shots. Old people dying. 
Yeah, that's a. <laughs> it's that's always going to get that's you. That's a that's a cheap shot you're taking, but it's done well and it's well performed and it's well directed and well shot. So it kind of hits all the boxes technically and story wise, it's hitting all the boxes that this sort of film will hit. And what I really like and something I laugh about to myself is I can tell that this is like Nicholas Sparks' one hit wonder. Like he made this and then he's like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, because this film covers all the romantic cliches, every single romantic cliches in this one film. There is nothing else he could have done. And I know there's nothing else he could have done because I've seen his other films. Seen other films and they're not They're garbage. They're garbage. I I wonder if it's Nicholas Sparks or the people who, uh, you know, have portrayed his stories because like, yeah, there's the the same elements are in everything. And I feel like every movie since The Notebook is trying to recapture The Notebook. They're most definitely just bad films because he doesn't know what he's doing, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, but look, I give it a 3.5 out of 5 because I think it's excellent. That's a, that's a good score. That's a good score mm. for you. What about you? Yeah, look, I, I, I do like it. I do. I, I remember liking it. Back, I, man, I would have watched this. 2005, I think. I remember sitting in my ex-girlfriend's basement watching it. She's like, we, we should watch a notebook. <laughs> And I'm all like, oh my God, I don't want to watch this. But hey, yeah, baby, let's do it. And I remember, you know, at the end of it, like full tearing up and being all like, man, that was really touching. And mm. and she was impressed, you know. you got to see that sensitive time of us manly men sometimes. And um, coming back to it, I I wasn't particularly looking forward to watching it um, because the last, you know, those other Nicholas Sparks movies that we've watched, they, they've been okay. And I've, and I've liked them for what they want, but they're just not, they're not something I would run out and watch. And watching this one through, you're just with it the whole time. And speaking, like, I'm, I'm, I've been whinging about the montage effect of it, but the way that it's cut is very pacey and it moves along really well. So it's kind of a double-edged sword for me. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing out on things, but it's also moving the plot along at a good, at a good steady pace that sometimes doesn't happen in romantic films um, that I've found. Uh, I... I believe I believed the love and that's what this all is about. So if I'm able to get moved by the film, I feel like it's done its job. I give it a 3.5 as well. 3.5 out of 5. Nice. Look at that. We're both on the same it's page. funny. Been- it's funny. I'm, I'm just looking at my notes because normally I have like a page of notes. And yeah. this one I had probably a quarter of a page because I found it hard to sort of like, I, I don't know how to judge this movie. Like I'm... Um, it's not really a genre that I'm about. Like, you know, the Twilight movies, I was able to, you know, there were so many, the supernatural elements to it, so I can full on get into that shit. But when it comes to a straight romance, it's not, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was able to just go with it. And, and considering that this is the, the granddaddy of all romantic films, it's, it's cliches are what make it. And I'm able to get the the only the only big note that I have is I'm a bird, so you know that was a joke. But you know, whatever. Um, so it's funny because just so everyone knows, I've never written any notes for this ever. Like quite, quite honestly, ever. And I think Fish, you've written notes every single podcast, haven't you? Um, uh, I didn't when we started. I kind of I started doing it because. I didn't want to leave out things because I'd, yeah. I'd end up getting to, to the end of it and be like, oh, we didn't talk about this and we didn't talk about I, this. So yeah. I write it, especially when we're watching like a DVD. I'll, I'll definitely, I don't write notes when write we watch notes. it at the cinema. I'll sort yeah. of write, jot down a Which bunch is, of things. It's afterwards. funny too, because like the difference in how we do this is, is quite in- interesting because with me, it's like, 
I my logic is if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm gonna remember it, then it's worth talking about. That's sort of like there's only been a few times where I've been like, oh fuck, we didn't bring that up. Like most of the time, I'm like, yeah, this is what this is what I think because it's always in my head. I'm always just like thinking about stuff that I wonder about. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it works because both like the difference in how we do this comes together. To, yeah, like, well, then I feel like thing. sometimes the notes I bring up, you you'll be yeah. able to remember something as well. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, well, I've got one question before we wrap this up is What's this that? the best love story you've ever seen uh no eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is the best love story i've Ooh, ever seen eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is my favorite film ever and i've like accepted that i can't change that about myself it is my favorite film i watch it and i i just it puts me in a state of mind that i don't understand what about you um no i don't think it is i don't know what, what my favorite would be but i i feel um like the love story in Twilight is stronger than this, at least to start with, um, besides the fact that Bella's an idiot. But I'm more interested in the falling in love thing. Mm. So I feel like that resonated with me a little bit more. But this, just with two people, you know, being legit and and, and feeling like they definitely, definitely should be together, I think this is a little bit mm. better there. So they've both got their, their pros and cons. But yeah, I, I think a lot of people do consider this the best. Well, a lot of people need to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because fuck, fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, well, that's enough you. romantic crap for a little while. Um, we're going to get on to zombies and werewolves and vampires back again. Not sparkly ones, one where they actually cut and kill, kill each and other. do things. Well, next week we're going to be talking about Underworld, the new oh. Underworld movie. I've seen all the Underworld movies. I don't think you've seen any of them. No. Is that right? I, I've, I've not always been the hugest fan, but I do like Kate Beckinsale. Um, so every time she comes back, I'm always like, yeah, cool. I'll go watch her be sexy on screen, killing things for a while. Um, I had a friend who, um, actually my same friend Pete, who worked on Doctor Strange as an animator. Um, yeah. He did some of the animation in this one. So I'm going to have a chat with him and see um, if he can give me some insight into what we got there. But that'll be leading into our huge Resident Evil retrospective which kicks off two weeks from now. Uh, we're going to be Sick. reviewing the first film. How many of those ones have you seen, Colin? None. None. You haven't seen any? None. None. Sorry. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, see, I loved the. I love Resident Evil, the game. So I, 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 I'll, I'll save my stories for for that one, but I am a big fan of this franchise. I, I, love, I love the RE games. I've played them since I was really young, but yeah. big movies, not so much. I haven't seen them, so... Cool. Well, yeah. we'll have the noob and we'll have the fan. And we're also going to be joined by the lovely Tracy B, who has done some of our retrospectives in the past. Um, she's going to come in and give us a female perspective of these very male-orientated films. So we'll be doing the first movie in two weeks, but then we've got your most anticipated movie of the year. Rogue One! Fuck yeah! <laughs> It's that time of year again. It's going to be this every year from now on. We're going to always... It's Christmas and Star Wars. And that's kind of exciting. Like, I, I've, I've got to... Um, like, I just had a, my parents um, down here. We did, like, a mini Christmas because I'm not actually going home this, this year for Christmas. And yeah, he's coming the up. immediate thing that I started thinking about with Christmas was around was Force Awakens. And, like, the hype that we were kind of going through a year ago. And... It's really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this is a thing now because it gets me all hyped up. I'm going to go read a bunch of Star Wars books just to sort of bring my passion back up. Um, I bought my IMAX tickets yesterday, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for that one. 
Uh, and then finally, the last thing of the year will be our Boxing Day Bonanza. Um, four movies and one review. It's going to be crazy. Um, I'm actually going to be up there with Connor. We're going to be doing this one together. Uh, we're probably going to review them at the cinema because we don't have much time to do this. So that might be something fun. But then back into Resident Evil leading up until number six at the end of January. That is coming out in cinemas. Uh, so we've got some, some big things ahead. Uh, very light on the romance part, which has seemed to be all we're talking about these days. So it'll be fun to go back and talk about um, killing. Yay! <laughs> bit of death, bit of fun. It's been a great week, everybody. Follow us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Podbean. It's been lovely talking to you. It's been quite civil for once in our lives. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Notebook, its marketing, or its soundtrack and no infringement is intended. The track Theme from The Notebook is performed by Philharmonic Wind Orchestra and Mark Reeft Orchestra. And the track The Good, The Bad and The Ugly titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. <laughs>